Hey guys, and welcome back to an all new, brand new episode of Unknown Serial Killers. Now, this week's episode is going to be a little different because I know this is called Unknown Serial Killers, but we got to talk about the most famous serial killers. Like who, who, who's the best one? Okay. Not saying that there is the best one because obviously it's not. These are serial killers because they go around killing people. But we just got to give credit where credit is due to the most famous ones. But before we get into that, if you are new here, welcome. But I need you to go check out all the episodes and all the seasons that you've missed and check out last week's episode killer kids okay we went through a list of killer kids in their in their crimes but um use discretion is advised because we are talking about murder violence and possible drug use murder and violence because this is why we're here so we're gonna get into this list of most famous serial killers and now guys and now guys i hope you really really enjoy this we're going to get this list started with none other than Ted Bundy. Ted Bundy embarked on a five-year killing spree in 1974 that would not end until his capture in 1979. Bundy confessed to 30 murders on his arrest, though authorities believe the actual death toll is somewhere around 100. He was executed by electrocution in 1989. Now, I don't know about you, but I have watched the movie about him on Netflix about two to three times. And it's such a good movie if you ever watched it. Um, I think it's called Shockingly Vile Crazy, something like that. It has Zac Efron in it. It is such a great movie. It's really good. John Wayne Gacy, known as the Killer Clown, raped, tortured, and murdered at least 33 boys and men between 1972 and 78 in Chicago, Illinois. He was discovered by the police to have 29 bodies hidden in the crawl space of his house and admitted to have killed more men, which he just disposed of in the river. He was executed by lethal injection in 1994. I don't, I wouldn't trust this guy to do a party for my child at all. No. For the person that's being that's already scared of clowns. No. I could not and would not ever do this to my child. Jeffrey Dahmer, this series on Netflix was also good. Um, if you haven't watched it, go do that now. It stars Evan Peters, who's also in American Horror Stories. He did an absolute great job in this um, this series. Jeffrey Dahmer. Between 1988 and 1991, Jeffrey Dahmer killed 17 men in Milwaukee before the escape of, the, of his would-be 18th victim led to his capture. Dahmer is perhaps best known for his dismembering and consuming parts of his victims, many of which were found in his apartment at the time of his arrest. Dahmer died in prison as the result of a work detail beaten in 1994. So, in his 
building, he had a neighbor who would constantly call the police because she would say there were some weird smells coming from his apartment. But, you know, he would come up with this story like, oh, yeah, I'm just making some some meat that went bad or I'm just making some deer meat or something like that. And it was actually the people that he was cooking. Um, He actually had a barrel in his apartment where he would try to get rid of some of the the body parts. I think it was like acid in the barrel. And he would just throw them in there and that would be the smell. It would be coming through his vent into her apartment. And... Long story short, they ended up knocking the the whole building down. And, you know, the families wanted to turn that building into like a like that spot, into like a memorial spot for all the victims, but it's still an empty field to this day. And that would be something great and positive that they could turn that into with something horrible that happened. H.H. H. Holmes, Dr. H.H. H. Holmes confessed to 27 murders and is believed to have killed as many as 200 people during the time period surrounding the 1893 World's Fair in Chicago. Holmes ran a hotel equipped for killing, outfitted with gas lines into guest rooms, giant furnaces, lime and acid pits, and large vaults, and would torture, suffocate, and strangle his victims before disposing of them in the facility. Holmes was apprehended in Boston in 1894 and died by hanging in Philadelphia in, 19, in 1896. I've heard of him, but I've never, like, really reached and, like, researched him and looked him up. But now I'm curious and want to know more. The Zodiac Killer, I'm pretty sure we all heard of him. They have no clue of who this person is. To our knowledge, he is still out there to this day. The Zodiac Killer was responsible for at least five and as many as 37 people in Northern California between December 1968 and November 1969. And this time, the Zodiac, who identified to this day, is still unknown sent menacing, encrypting messages to local newspapers in and around San Francisco and continued to send ciphered messages to newspapers after the killings had stopped. Though many books and articles have named possible suspects, the case remains open and unsolved. Gary Ridgway, the Green River Killer. I'm pretty sure we all have heard of him, but if not, we're going to learn something about him today. Over the course of nearly 20 years, Gary Ridgway, known as the Green River Killer, terrorized the area surrounding the Green River in Washington, Kings County, where he would lure, kill, and dispose of at least 49 victims before his capture in 2001. While the number of confirmed death numbers of 49, Ridgway confessed to killing as many as 71 women in his interview after capture. He is currently serving 480 years in a Washington prison without the possibility of parole. So he's just going to die in there. This man is, as of now, I believe is 74 years old, if not if not older. But he's going to really die in there. Like, I don't understand. Ed Kemper, 
Edmund Kemper, known as the co-ed killer, claimed 10 victims before surrendering to police in 1973. Kemper was confined to a juvenile facility after killing his grandparents at the age of 15 and carried on with his killings after being released. In 1972 to 73, Kemper killed his mother and a friend as well as six female college students who he mutilated and had sex with after their death. Kemper is currently serving a life sentence in the general population in a California jail. He is also 74, if not older. So they have him in general population. I'm pretty sure he's getting his ass beat every day. Every day in Burbank, California. That's where he was born. But he's probably in jail out there now. Um, Richard Ramirez, the Night Stalker. This was also a good documentary to watch of him on Netflix. Richard Ramirez, the night stalker, went on a killing spree in the Los Angeles area to claim the lives of at least 13 and as many as 16 in a spree that included shootings, mutilations, and rapes of his actual and intended victims. He was caught in East L.A. after his mugshot was broadcast across the Southern California and he was accosted by a mob in the process of attempting to steal a car. He was tried, convicted, and died at 53, awaiting execution in San Quentin Prison. So this documentary on Netflix about him was actually really good because, you know, it went into great detail of everything that he had done. And the fact that every time, you know, they would get a lead and they would be really close to him and they would just miss him by like literally just a second. And his motives were, you know, if the doors or like windows of their home was unlocked that meant to him that he was welcomed into the house but if the doors was locked and everything I guess he stood as well it was their lucky day but how he got caught like they said um he was trying to steal a car and people in this town saw like his mugshot on the cover of a local newspaper and they all recognized him and they beat him up and held the man to the cops came. Now, if I don't know if that's not a community, I don't know what is. The original Night Stalker, known as both the East Area Rapist and the original Night Stalker, the now dubbed Golden State Killer was responsible for at least 10 deaths and 50 rapes that spread from San Francisco to Orange County between the years of 1946 and 86. The killer remains at large to this day. And that's a scary thought. Dennis Raider, BTK, known as the BTK killer, blind, torture, kill. Dennis Raider was charged with the murders of 10 people in Kansas, including four members of a neighbor, neighboring family and several others he stalked and became obsessed with between the years of 1971 and 94. In 2004, Raider began communicating with police, even going so far as to send them information on a floppy disk that would eventually be traced back to his residence. Raider was apprehended and charged with the murders and is currently serving 10 consecutive life sentences in a Kansas jail. He is 78. The Toy Box Killer, David Parker Ray, I also did a story on him. You should go check that out, too. David Parker Ray, the toy box killer, sexually tortured and killed his victims in a converted RV trailer equipped with thousands of dollars of S&M and bonus equipment, as well as all manner of torture devices. Women were abused and recorded and then 
presumably killed, though no remains were ever found in or near the toy box's location near Truth or Consequence, New Mexico. Parker Ray died of a heart attack in 2002, shortly after the sentencing plea. Bargaining dealt him a 224-year sentencing. The mad butcher, Ed Gein, also known as the Playfield Ghoul, Ed Gein, Ed Gein claimed responsibility for the death of two women in 1954 and 1957. Both women were shot, dismembered, and kept for trophies in Gein's house and shed. He was tried and convicted for the murder of Bernice Warden and died in the mental facility in 1984. The son of Sam, David Berkowitz. David Berkowitz, the son of Sam, killer claimed to tormented by demons who spoke to him in the form of howling dogs in the neighborhood he lived. In 1976, Berkowitz claimed the first of his six victims of all who were shot without provocation it would not stop until his arrest in 1977 he received a 365 year sentence for his actions he is 70. boston strangler between 1962 and 64 the boston strangler claimed the lives of 13 women mostly by strangulation and always involved sexual assault in late 1990 1964 albert de was arrested for the rape of a woman one of over 300 supposed suspects and fingered as a strangler while incarcerated. He confessed to the murders and was never convicted and died from a prison stabbing in 1973 while serving a life term for the rape charges. And last but not least, Aline Warnos. I'm pretty sure you guys heard of her and also her movie and series on Netflix was also really good. If you don't know about her, go check that out. Between 19... 89 and 1990, prostitute turned killer Aline Warnos murdered seven Johns who had the misfortune of looking for a little extra marital action. A minor traffic incident in one in one of her victims' cars led to her arrest and eventually 2002 execution. So how she all started was um like she said she was a prostitute and um. One of her Johns got too serious and he beat her up, um, put different objects inside of her, and she eventually got freed and she shot him. And so that's where all her trust issues lied. But I hope you guys enjoyed this episode. Um, I know it's not unknown to because it's the most popular serial killers. But like I said, um, hope you enjoyed it. Come back next week. Be nice to people because you never know who they killed. And I will see you guys after that.